Welcome to the Life Teachers Podcast with your host, Michael Giacovelli. This is a podcast where Gen Z is made easy. Learn about the possibilities that are available after school, how to set your future self up for success, and learn unique stories from extraordinary people all while having a laugh along the way. I'm extremely thankful for you taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. Now, let's get on to the show. So, hey guys, welcome to another episode on Life's Teachers. Today, we're joined by Cass. How are you going today, Cass? Hello, I'm good. Very good. So, Cass, uh, I've met through sports training at Diamond Creek Footy Club. Shout out Diamond Creek Footy Club. And uh, yeah, she's an awesome girl who... When you finished high school, did a gap year and travelled around the world. Is that correct? That is correct. And yeah, sounds very cool. So <laughs> today we're gonna ask her questions about her trip and what she learned and basically pick stuff out of her brain. So uh, yeah, Cass. So when you were at school, um, did you always plan on going on a gap year straight after school, or what was? Yeah. There? Yep. So I have an older sister. Um, she's pretty much four years older than me. Um, and it was something that she wanted to do. Um, so my parents have been massive advocates for traveling, um, sort of their whole lives. They love yeah, sort of experiencing new cultures. And, um, that was something that they wanted to put on to my sister and I, um, and we've got some family who live overseas in England. I think it must have been around 2010 or so. They came over um, for Christmas one year and started speaking to my sister about the idea of her going over and staying with them for a bit and then, you know, staying on to travel and do a bit of a gap year. Um, and so uh, me being the young sister, I was sort of like listening into these conversations yeah. and being, yeah, the annoying younger sister I was, I was like, oh, well, okay. Like clearly if mum and dad are doing this for, for my sister, I've got to, you know, I've got to get some of this yeah. as well. Yeah, um, so out. literally like being a little 10-year-old, I sort of got like the cogs turning and I was like, all right, I'm going to do a gap year as well. Mine's going to be bigger, better. I'm going to go to more countries, do more things than my sister. Um, and yeah, so that was sort of the start of it. Um, and so, yeah, all the way through high school, it was always the – Always, yeah, the plan to finish and head off as soon as I, as I could. <laughs> wow, that is crazy. So did you start, um, so from 10 years old, you had that plan of, you know, having a gap year, college yeah. returning. During um, high school then, did you like just have a lot of jobs just like trying to save as much as you can for the trip or what was the? Yeah, so um, that's, yeah, kind of the the big thing that a lot of people ask me when I talk about my gap year, cause I was, I was away for 13 months. Um, oh, a long so time. it was a very yeah. long time. Um, but it was like a combination of, of a few things. Um, so my, my parents, obviously they wanted my sister and I to travel and to do this. And, um, I think from maybe when we we're in kindergarten or super young, every month they deposited some money into a bank account for us. Um, I don't know how much it was yeah. every month, but that sort of accumulated over time. Um, and then like other things, like unfortunately my grandma passed away um, when I was younger and like there was a bit of money there um, that just sort of went into my account and it was just sort of all waiting there for me. Um, and then also my bank account, I couldn't touch until I think it was my – uh, my 18th birthday or something or like it was yeah I just didn't have access to it then um, and so when I did start working um, I would just put pretty much all of my money <laughs> aside into there and it was like once it was in the bank yeah like I, I had no access yeah. to it so it was a very good savings tactic yeah. Um, uh, but, but yeah so it wasn't just money from myself there was yeah definitely I had a lot of helping hands in it um, but that money that mum and dad set aside could have gone towards anything, could have gone towards a car or a wedding or, or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to go towards my gap year and that was mum and dad's sort of hopeful plan for it yeah. as well. That's awesome. That's really yeah. good. So yeah. did you, when you were saving, was it hard to save or was it like, oh, knowing that you have the gap year at the end, it's like, oh, this money, it's easy to save. Like were you ever tempted to use the money? Yeah, I, I feel like I've always been pretty good at saving um, with my money. And I think having sort of like that end goal, like knowing what I wanted to do with it, it definitely helped. It was sort of like, oh, I could could spend this on, you know, buying an outfit for, you know, such and such a 16th on the weekend or like, like 
think about your gap year, like think about that that plane trip and yeah. or whatever that that thing that you want to do in this place. So um so yeah, I was I was pretty good at doing it. In saying that, like I didn't put all of my money um from each paycheck. You still in. need to live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> still still, you know, being the, the 15, 16 yeah, year old, I still gotta look good at the all the parties and whatnot. <laughs> but um but yeah, it was it was pretty easy to save. Um and yeah, yeah, I was lucky that I had some other sort of bits and pieces going on that could help me out as well. Yeah, no, of course. So when you were um, studying, um, doing year 12 and such, did your, your parents never kind of wanted you to go to uni first and all that sort of stuff? Was it always like, yep, yeah, right, you do a gap year, then after that we sort out what you want to do next? Or Yeah, so um, yeah, mum and dad have always been super supportive with, with what I've wanted to do. But um, it was, yeah, I suppose their their idea for the gap year Um so that because that's what my my sister had and they uh, advocated for that and then they did the exact same thing for me um there was like a, a small period where oh not, not really really like because I when I was in year 12 I um yeah I was obviously figuring out what I wanted to do at uni and sort of had like the idea of doing physio or going going down one of those sort of health sciencey paths um but when I was sort of looking into the physio program um the, the uni that I wanted to do it at, um, La Trobe, you couldn't defer. Mm. Um, you'd have to go straight into it or re- just reapply the following year. Um, and so I, I was like, I had in my, like I was doing my gap year, yeah. like nothing else mattered. I was like, yeah. no, I'm like, screw physio, like whatever. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm, I'm going away. I'm traveling. Yeah. Um, and mum and dad, yeah, they were, they were fine with that as well. And like, there was always the option for me to then, if I wanted to, um, to just apply for it the year after um but I sort of had looked at the course that I ended up doing sport and exercise science so I had yeah sort of looked into that and it looked really good and I was happy to sit out or to do that whole degree and then um and then do physio afterwards if that was still what I wanted to do yeah and that is what has turned out to happen yeah oh awesome really good so you're studying physio now um so I've actually deferred um so I I started it at the start of this year uh got like a week before census date and I was like "Mm, no No. (laughs) I I need a break from studying I think yeah all the COVID years of literally being able to do nothing but study I was like I I need a little a little gap another gap year yeah I can't get enough literally so with you again um, with your sister so she went through a gap year first as well yeah so did she really help with your planning and organizing of the gap year or not really oh no oh come <laughs> really? on not a sister. Oh, she well to be fair like by the time my gap year rolled around like she had moved out um okay, so yeah. she wasn't she wasn't living at home um but yeah like there was a few things that I would kind of like ask her about um and get her opinion on but I feel like my sister and I are very different I I like to sort of do all my research and plan everything and make sure everything's like set in stone and good to go um whereas my sister she just is a bit more of a like go with the flow like she'll be right sort of thing um and on her gap year she she was just in Europe the whole time um and for majority of the countries you need a specific visa um, to stay for the amount of time that she was there for. She didn't know about that. Um, oh, no. And so she actually got yeah kicked out of this specific region and had to go to like Eastern Europe and some of those other places that she had no intention of going to originally. Um, but she ended up having like an absolute ball and uh, like loved it. It was yeah. probably the highlight of her trip was going to some of those countries. So it all worked yeah, out fine. Worked and, um, but yeah, so I, I didn't really rely on her to, <laughs> to, uh, to do all my research because I was like, oh, I don't mm. know if she'd even know what uh, what the go was with half yeah. of it. So, um, <laughs> but I also went to some other spots that she didn't go to. So there was, yeah, there was only a small part that I could really get, you know, so much advice yeah. from her from. Yeah. But, yeah. Nah, really good. Did you have like, so when you were um, planning for the gap year, when did you leave? So did you, when you graduated school, then did you leave like a month after or? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So I um, had my 18th birthday early January and then a week 
I think it was, yeah, pretty much that next week, like seven days after I flew out. So I got my, got my driver's license, got my P's the day before I left and, wow. and that was it. And so I was, I was praying that I was going to pass because yeah. otherwise I would have been absolutely <laughs> screwed. Um, but yeah, so I pretty yeah, much missed. Your P's test in Europe, imagine. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be nice. Driving on the other side of the road though, not sure how that would have gone. <laughs> when you already do that, so. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, so that, that was interesting. So yeah. I, I literally missed my whole red peas, came home and I was on my green peas and I was like, yeah, who no. wants to go for a drive with me guys? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't driven in over a year, but should be right. <laughs> That's so funny. So was it just a one-way ticket you booked? Yeah, yeah, oh. just a one-way. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I just kind of like booked flights and things sort of as I went because um, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't 100% sure where I was going to be. Um, like I had like a rough plan of So how did you spots. like plan? Yeah, because like I'm trying to plan a trip to Europe myself. Yeah. And that's funny like an assignment in itself. Oh, so, it genuinely is. Yeah. Like it's it's a lot of hours of just logistical bullshit like honestly like it's it's exciting stuff but it is yeah it's honestly like an assignment um so yeah I don't I don't really know like I think I kind of had like the initial bit sort of planned out beforehand um and I would just kind of spend time when I had spare time just sort of organizing that and then as I was away um like there'd be periods of time where maybe like the weather was pretty shitty or like I just had downtime and you know on certain evenings or something like that um and I just sit down and like plan things out um actually it was quite good when I when I started my gap year I um had a French exchange with me so um so I was pretty lucky I did a couple of exchange programs in school um and one in particular he actually came over for Christmas that year when I was still home um and then I left with him and like went over to his his family's place and um and then stayed with him for a bit and he was still going through his second or his last semester of um year 12 when I was over there and so I went to school with him oh, and wow, uh, we're all crazy. speaking French and like yeah. I didn't like I just semi knew kind of what was going on but like I didn't obviously like I just graduated yeah, I like, I'm yeah, not, yeah I'm not doing any school work like yeah. get me out of here was um, it run really differently the French school compared oh, to like, so like, different really um, and he's actually from Reunion Island so it's a it's a French speaking island yeah so it's in between Mauritius and Madagascar so it's this tiny little yeah. spot but it's beautiful um but yeah schools run very differently I think they started at like 7 a.m and they like finished at like uh, I don't know when they finished actually but they had a really big oh, yeah. like lunch break um mm. and yeah like some of them depending on what classes or what, like kind of like stream you went into um some of them would have like school on Saturday mornings as well um and yeah. not just sport or anything like that actually have classes but they'd get like the Wednesday afternoons off like it was oh, yeah it was God. very different, different but it was it was pretty cool though um great experience to like introduce yourself to kind of like the culture then yeah, yeah yeah exactly um but then also i i did another french exchange <laughs> through school so the one in reunion island was um through a friend um who just kind of set it up for us um but then i also did one yeah through my high school um and the the schooling systems were very very similar because um, yeah. i think yeah in reunion they just use the french schooling system okay, it's all yeah. kind of the same yeah i think a lot of them end up going to france for uni um, oh, okay. after that which is what my exchange he's done and he's still living over there now um but yeah it definitely like the early mornings were rough and it <laughs> made me very grateful for yeah <laughs> for our, our system over here yeah our pros and cons to a lot well yeah that's, I that's mean, a big true. lunch break would be nice it was nice and they would all like sit down in their cafeteria and like they'd have like an and... actual meal like it was oh, like really? proper kind of like sit down knife and fork like Oh, did like a three course type of meal thing which was really cool too um oh. but like you didn't have to like some people did just bring their own like food from home or whatever yeah. but um a lot of them yeah that like sit on these big like hogwarts type like long tables and wow. stuff and they all just sit together and eat and yeah it was really cool Gee, that's awesome yeah Right, so you have a bit of a taste of Europe before you did your gap year. So you travelled a little bit beforehand. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah okay. just that, um, just that school French exchange, which I was over there between year eleven and year twelve, that like Christmas Christmas period, and then I did another small trip with school also for 
French um, to New Caledonia. Okay. So that was just, uh, I think, like a week or a week yeah. and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, so it had like a little little bit of a taster, yeah. um, but nothing as big as like gap year. Oh, no, that's like from zero to 100 <laughs> well, real yeah. quick. Yeah, absolutely. So where did you start off your gap year and where did you book the one-way ticket to? Yeah, so I started in Reunion Island. Okay. So, yeah, so I had Thomas, my exchange. He was over with us for Christmas um, and then, yeah, we flew together um, to, to Reunion, which was a bit of a... It was a bit of a strange flight. It was yeah. I think we went from Melbourne to Perth and then Perth to Mauritius and then Mauritius oh, to Reunion Island. And what did it, that take? It was, I can't remember exactly, jeez. but it was a long time. And yeah. we had a massive layover in Mauritius as well. I think it was like six or seven hours. And yeah. We were just like chilling in the airport. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was very tiring. I was definitely happy when we got there. I think we got to Reunion at like... 12 a.m. or something like that like it was late um and yeah I was just I was ready for bed (laughs) but um but yeah it was a long flight oh fair very fair I mean long flight but you get the reward at the end of being in another country exactly yeah woke up the next morning good to go and I was like oh my god it's I'm in a tropical paradise (laughs) oh that's crazy so how long did you spend there then where did you go next like was a plan for your gap year to just go around Europe or? Yep. So I was in Reunion Island for, must have been a month or maybe just over a month. Um, And then from there, I went to France um, to stay with my other French exchange. Um, And I was, yeah, I was like, (laughs) no, honestly, everywhere I went, I was like, if I know someone, I'm getting in contact with them and like, I'm going to make the most of it. Um, And then like a lot of the places that I stayed at as well, like I'd stay in hostels and then I'd try and like meet people and be like, oh my God, you live here. I'm going there. (laughs) Let's stay in contact. And literally like two months later, I'd be like, hey, remember me from like that five minute convo we had in the hostel kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm here. Can I please stay with you? (laughs) Please. Um, And actually, I did do that with quite a few people. It was great. That's fantastic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so if you have connections, I'd highly recommend, uh, yeah, leaning into that because it definitely helps to keep costs down. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I went from Reunion to France, stayed with my French exchange there for, I think it was maybe three weeks or so. Um, It was a bit under a month. Um, And then, yeah, I did, went to a few other spots in France and yeah, just kind of traveled around Europe um, until, must've been early June. I think I was there until, um, and I kind of – I had a bit of a plan in terms of which countries I wanted to go to. Um, but, like, I, I tried to sort of keep some things a bit looser in, in case plans changed. But, um, but yeah, I think I was about three weeks ahead in terms of booking things. Or, oh, okay. Or maybe oh, – maybe not even that much. Maybe, like, two weeks ahead. Yeah. So, I'd kind of be, like, in a certain place and then um, – and then, yeah, sort of be like, okay, so I think I'll be here at this time, look at the accommodation and book it. Um, because a lot of the places as well, um, like hostels, I don't know, they just seem to book up really quickly. Oh, so really? I kind of okay. had to stay on top of it. Um, and also I was trying to be as cheap as possible because oh, yeah. like, some hostels are a bit more expensive than what was in my budget. Well, it's like the average price usually or like a hostel like is like 10 yeah. euro a night or something. So, you know, it – Definitely more than that. Like some some places, yes. Um, yeah. But in like the major European countries, I was sort of looking around like thirty euro a okay, night. Okay, still right. Yeah, yeah, about that. Um, but yeah, I'd always be trying to just find the cheapest one yeah. possible because, um, because yeah, I mean, I did have this money for the for my gap year but it was yeah a long time and I did end up actually running out of money oh. <laughs> I was like mom and dad help me Please. I oh, need you to take my flight home otherwise I'm not coming home literally I was like yeah just uh, getting my breakfast lunches and dinners from the free breakfast buffets at the hostels I was like I can't afford food <laughs> this, is, this <laughs> yeah. is it for today and my little ziplock bags and my backpack and I was yeah. like this is what I'm living off this is what it's come to um <laughs> Yeah, so I was I was definitely living off a shoestring for a fair bit of the trip. <laughs> yeah. Was that more towards the end of the trip? Or was yeah, it- more towards the end. Like, it, I suppose when you first start, you're like, oh, shit, look at all this money I've got in my bank account, like living like a king. Like, yeah, I can a hot seat go over here. here. Yeah. Yeah, oh, God, it was, it was bad. And then, yeah, I think I got about halfway through and I was like, looked at my finances and I was like, ooh, 
might need to budget for the uh, for the rest of this trip. Otherwise, I am going to be screwed. And I was screwed. So, you know, but mum so and dad came and uh, they saved the day. So oh, it was fine. Bless them. Bless them. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, in terms of planning, planning things, I kind of, yeah, had like major major things sort of I had an idea of where I wanted to be at what time but um sort of like the little things I sort of um booked as I as I went yeah and as I went really good so when yeah. you plan to go to like those um like places do you plan as well what do you want to do in those places like and then yeah yeah so I had um like a lonely planet um travel guide and there's actually a really great app as well that they have um and so I just yeah kind of look at the activities and things to do and I don't know use social media social media as well I don't know Facebook at, at the time they were doing yeah. lots of those like traveler videos and things and all of that so I'd just kind of look at that and note things down and yeah, yeah. file it away for when I was there um or even like at hostels or whoever I was staying with or whatever, I'd speak with them as well and see yeah. see what other people were doing and see what they recommended and, yeah, sort of use that travel network around me too to, to suss out what where to go, what to do, what the fun things were. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And you got like – would you got that, a lot of that info from when you stay at hostels and meeting all those new people, you probably find out those – you know those hidden gems kind of thing yeah a hundred percent yeah like um travel guides and things they they can only really like tell you so much and they're obviously like the big touristy things too yeah. so um, oh yeah no of course there's the Eiffel Tower in Paris like, yeah, like no shit. <laughs> yeah but um but yeah if you sort of like speak to people at hostels because some some people are you know they're like you they're you know only there for a couple nights and then heading off but some people are there for longer or some people even live there um so yeah you've really got like a wealth of knowledge and even like the other uh, people that work there as well are like full of info too so yeah um yeah like that's probably the best best place to get all your information from and they'd sort of give you other little travel tips as well in terms of um like the best websites to use if you're booking flights or like really great like apps to to have for i don't know like maps online yeah. and things like that um yeah you pick up a lot of good tips from your other travelers and then by the end of the trip as well like i was then sort of that person too because i'd been you know doing it for a while mm. so people would be like oh yeah like what what's this like what do i do here blah 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 and i was able to sort of then yeah sort of give back i suppose yeah, <laughs> give, yeah, yeah. give back on some of that info so yeah Really good. And what are some of those apps that you that are really helpful? Like um, when you want to book flights as well, like Skyscanner. I remember you saying yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, Skyscanner is usually my go-to. That and Google Flights, they're both typically really good. Yeah. Um, but always use incognito mode mm. on your phone or computer or whatever you use, um, because those websites they they have the cookies and they remember that you looked at a flight from here to from a to b um, at this specific time and date and they then if you go into it one day and then you don't look at it again for a, I don't know, a couple of days you go back into it the prices will jump like wow, it'll, they, it just, it's so frustrating and that was the thing um like so when i was away and doing all the planning and stuff it was like as soon as i opened the browser i was like oh i've got a book um because yeah. i actually didn't didn't really know about the incognito mode um until further on into the trip and once i figured that out i was like oh, oh this is great <laughs> would have um, loved to know this earlier literally but um but yeah so google flights and skyscanner are really great for um shopping around with flights and doing all the cheap cheap stuff yeah yeah um in terms of like apps and stuff there was this one called maps.me like maps me um which was really good for yeah kind of like your google maps i suppose but it's like completely offline so you just download sort of the area that you're in um and then yeah just has it saved and you can like plug in directions and stuff so you can have no internet and still um still have yeah everything sort of at yeah at your fingers or yeah you didn't didn't have to get you know run into a cafe and try and get free wi-fi to figure out where you were or anything like that um so yeah that was that was a good one too oh so for accommodation like finding accommodation there yeah so accommodation i just use the hostel world app um 
or like the website. Um, but then a lot of the times I wouldn't book through Hostel World because it's a third party. So you'd then be paying them a small fee. So I'd like find the hostel that I want to stay at and then look them up um, and just book through them. Okay. Um, I mean, sometimes it was the same price or like similar or whatever, but like a, a lot of the time you are paying like a small fee to hostel world so yeah. yeah another tip use that to find your place but then book through the actual the actual accommodations yeah. website all these free tips yeah all these, oh, I know. Lucky people. people a lot of money there we go <laughs> i know i know um so as well i have to ask um so you're 18 years old yeah um 18 year old girl fresh out of high school going to europe mm. one-way ticket by yourself <laughs> how did you feel regarding that like and did you have to research any countries before visiting regarding um you know, just their culture and how they view women in a sense. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> back to your question, how did I feel? I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was really scared, but like also extremely excited and like ready to go. Yeah. Um, I think like initially because I was staying with, like I had my French exchange, I had Thomas with me for that first flight. Um, and then I was staying with his family for the first month. So that was all good. And then, even after that, I was then staying with my other French exchange, Leah, um, for like another three or so weeks. So that was fine. It was when I then left her or left their place to then um, to move on and actually travel by myself for the first part. Yeah, it was terrifying. I actually, I kept a diary um, for like every day that I was away just on my phone. And I remember like writing in it and being like, I'm like shitting myself. Like, I don't know how I'm going to go with like talking to people. Like what's it going to be like? Um, and I remember it took me ages to really like find sort of like my groove with being a solo traveler. Um, Cause yeah, hostels, they're great for like meeting people and everything, but I was, I was so scared to talk to people. I was kind of always like hoping that I'd be there and someone would just like come up to me and start, like start up a conversation because like I was just I couldn't couldn't imagine anything worse than me like going up to to speak to someone and then being like oh like I don't want to talk to you like go away leave me alone comfort zone like yeah it really took me a long time I don't reckon it was maybe like a good six months before I was finally like okay I'm just going to go up and talk to people and and do it like it it really took me a long time to come out of my shell um because I was so young and yeah like most people that were in the hostels and traveling around they'd be probably like sort of my age now like early 20s or mid 20s um and and it was sort of like it was one of those funny things like people would be like oh yeah like how old are you and I'd be like oh yeah I'm I'm 18 they'd be like oh that's quite young um but they'd be like you know it's fine but then if I ever like said or if it ever came up in a uh, topic of conversation like that I was born in 2000 it'd then be like holy shit like everyone would be like what the fuck like that's so young like you're a little baby because everyone obviously they're all like 90s or 80s babies and stuff and I was like yeah no I'm 18 like good to go um so yeah yeah, it was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was scary, like for sure. Um, in terms of like, like researching countries and whatnot in terms of like security and safety and stuff, I didn't really have too many issues. Um, I feel like I had a pretty like false sense of security. I was like, oh no, I'm fine. Like I haven't had any problems so far. Sometimes so, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Um, but there, there was a few instances um, – like in in America, I um, there was a few places I went to. Where I had like a few like mm, not great experiences. Actually, the other day, because I remembered one in particular, I went back and read my diary for it. Um, I was in oh, I was in New Orleans, and um, I was just like walking down the street, and you'd get like there was still a lot of homeless people in general in America, which is a completely separate issue. And it's really sad to see, but you get like a lot of people like catcalling and um, things like that. And someone rode past on a bike and like touched my ass, like grabbed my ass and like then rode off. And that I just, I remember feeling like absolutely disgusting after that. And I was like, I was wearing a pair of shorts because it was really hot. It was summer or just coming out of summer. It was still probably about 30 or maybe like high 20s so it was yeah it was hot and I was actually after that I was like no I don't care I'm wearing jeans the rest of the time like I'm wearing long pants like this is disgusting um so there was like a few few instances like that which were pretty upsetting um but yeah like most of the time like I would do my best to not put myself in situations where I 
would feel unsafe. So things like not being out at night by myself um, and or like if I was out, like making sure I was with people that I was comfortable with and, and that sort of thing. Um, there were, yeah, like some instances where I was, you know, like trying to be a cheapskate and I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to walk instead of catching the tram or the train or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, like – I think that's sort of how that situation sort of evolved. Like I was walking through a spot that was probably like a little bit on the more dodgy side um, because I was just, you know, trying to save a couple of dollars. (laughs) Just over here hustling. Um, But yeah, so that's sort of when those instances would sort of arise. So if I could go back in time and change that, probably would. But um, I'm sorry about that. um, Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's shit. But like, anyway, I... Survive like it was yeah it was it You've was okay I kind of, from that as well i mean you now know like yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's it's yeah one of those unfortunate things and it's definitely still still an issue now i'm sure yeah. um but but yeah you sort of like learn from it and then i was like okay i'm not going to put myself in that yeah. sort of situation again i oh, exactly will right. pay the two dollars to get the tram <laughs> like god oh, <laughs> fine really um, but yeah no i was i was pretty lucky in terms of safety i yeah was pretty pretty good the whole time so now i'm like back home and i'm like oh no like i'll i'll walk home from the train station at like 3 a.m yeah. <laughs> like i've got like such a massive false sense of security now oh, so, like, yeah. i didn't have any issues on my trip and i was by myself so she'll be right she'll be right she's <laughs> anyways <laughs> i think it gives you like an appreciation as well like being back in australia like we are a very safe country i would say compared to some other ones um yeah just get a more of appreciation like living here i guess yeah absolutely um yeah, and in terms of kind of, I suppose, the, the homeless crisis that I've sort of was exposed to in America, obviously it's, it's an issue here as well, but it's it's definitely nowhere near as prevalent as it is there. So it's, um, yeah, definitely opened my eyes to some pretty pretty different situations. Um, but, yeah, certainly made me very grateful for what, what I have here. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if it sort of gave me that false sense of security sort of thing now that I'm back here. But, um, but yeah, definitely very, very lucky yeah. where we live. And after that, this year of a gap year, I'm sure the cast that left to go to Europe, I mean, to go traveling the world, compared to the cast that's arrived back after that year, will be a completely different person. Like, how do you feel the oh, personal, yeah. like, change was and yeah, so it kind of goes uh, back to what I was saying with um, like me taking about six months before I was, you know, kind of confident enough to go up and talk to people. I think that was the main. I couldn't the imagine main... that because I just know you for like, you know, just always, hey, just always chatting yeah. and stuff. So well, it was one of those things. Like if someone came up to me, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, like yeah. happy to chat. Like this is great. Yeah. But I just, I couldn't make that first move. Like I was like frozen. I was like, no, oh, no one's going to want to talk to a little 18 year old annoying <laughs> me. Like, no, they're going to turn their nose up and run away. Um, but yeah, so I think that was the, the big, thing like confidence and just being able to just strike up conversations with people um definitely like made me grow up a little well a lot as well in terms of um sort of like you know I suppose like organizational sort of stuff and like trying to budget like that sort of thing which I clearly absolutely failed on um but then it sort of has like taught me the value of budgeting and um like making sure I don't get into that situation again and and that sort of thing um and then yeah just kind of like the other sort of life lessons that you learn from experiencing new cultures and being super open-minded about stuff um but yeah, no, definitely, definitely taught me a lot and made me grow up a lot. Awesome. Has it given you more clarity as well of like what you want in life, like what you want to pursue back home kind of thing or? Oh, I just made me want to keep, keep traveling. traveling. Yeah, you got a travel bug. <laughs> Literally like with it. don't care what I do as long as I can travel <laughs> or live overseas or do something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like because I, I sort of knew what I wanted to do anyway um, before I left my trip. So I kind of like had that all set up for me. But, but yeah, the one thing that it did solidify was that I definitely want to live overseas and be able to travel overseas again um and do do all of that so, so yeah. no beautiful whereabouts do you want to live overseas what, I, what's um which one like stood out the most when you traveled it's like yep i can live here there's definitely a few places that i could see myself living in um but i think i suppose from like a easiness sort of perspective 
I'd love to go over to the UK, live and work there for a bit, but I'd also then love to end up in France or, or Canada or something and maybe get some of my French skills back because I pretty much haven't spoken a there. word of it <laughs> since I was on my gap year and through high school. I'll speak some French for us now. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no yeah, way. No chance. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'd, I'd love to love to live in France for a bit too. I reckon that would yeah. be pretty sick. I mean, so you're – I mean, Cass is leaving again in four days to go back to Europe. So where's this trip going? Yep. So yeah, back back to Europe. Um, so I'll be there for three and a half months this time. So three and a half. Yeah, I didn't so, know that long. Yeah. So it's just a little a little baby gap here. Yeah. So you yeah, just hate Australia. I know. I'm like, <laughs> honestly, get me out of here. Like borders are open again. Where's the passport? Dust it off. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So pretty much just Europe. So I'll be be there from yeah, like this Thursday um, till the end of November. Um, and then I head off to Abu Dhabi because one of my recent, Ooh. one of my lockdown uh, adventures that I've gone on is becoming a massive F1 fan. <laughs> so I'm going to the yep. Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Oh, um, amazing. So I am so oh, excited. Yeah. Like you have no idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm going there for that. And then, so that'll take me till yeah, pretty much the end of um the end of November, I think the race day is like the 20th of November. Um, and then I have a few weeks there that I'm actually not quite sure where I'll go. Um, I'm thinking just sort of somewhere kind of on the way home from Abu Dhabi to Australia. So I think like maybe Thailand or something like that. Um, wow, okay, seems yeah. like such like a, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said. Like, <laughs> oh, like I don't know what I'm going to do after the Abu Dhabi yeah. Grand Prix. Like, shit, <laughs> where am I going to go? Yeah. Like, first out of touch sentence. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'll, I'll probably go to thailand and then come home so a few few little places but mainly That's it's a just dream. a europe trip are you going just by yourself again or is this with friends? no so i've got some friends with me oh, this time i've got some buddies yeah um so yeah i've got two of my um like athletics friends who i'll be with for the first month and then the second and third i was actually going to be by myself um, but I have a school friend that got in contact with me like a while ago um, and was like, oh, can I come? And I was like, of course, like, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, so we'll be More together for the rest of it. Yeah, so, so it'll be nice to travel with some some people this time. Yeah. I won't, won't be a little loner. So. Will this be the first time you travel with friends? Or? Uh, no, I've done done a little bit. So right at the end of my gap year, um, I was in New Zealand and my best friend, um, she came over and we did a Kentucky to finish the trip off, I suppose, or finish, finish my trip off. Um, wow. She was just there for that. But yeah, so we did a New Zealand Kentucky. So um, was with her for that. And then recently, just a couple of months ago, I went to Bali with four of my schoolmates. Okay. So wow, beautiful. Yeah, so I've done a little bit of travel with some people. Oh, no, I've done like some domestic trips as well, yeah, um, yeah. just within Australia with friends too. But um, but yeah, so this will, I suppose, be like the big, like the, a main, big main trip with friends. Yeah. So yeah, it should be That's really so good. good. I'm, I'm really keen. S- I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited for myself oh, too. <laughs> yeah. What's like one of the, um, oh, I was going to say something. I forgot what I was going to say. Clearly wasn't important. <laughs> Clearly wasn't important. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, traveling. Wow. So Oh, yeah, that's it. So um, you did a Contiki in New Zealand. Mm. What would you say for people um, wanting to go to Europe? Would you do – like some people say, oh, I'll do a Contiki or they want to do their own things, like pros and cons of both? Yeah, there's definitely definitely pros and cons to both. Um, so I actually I did a few Contikis. I didn't do one in Europe. Um, I also went to South America on my trip and mum and dad were like, oh, South America would prefer you to be with people for that so um, there was a few sections where I was on my own in South America but I was with some tours and stuff for majority of the time Um, and like they're great they're very just like very fast-paced though so if you want to actually like experience the countries and kind of like explore and you know sit down and breathe for a half a second um it's probably better to do it by yourself but Kentucky's are really good just to like meet people and you know like if you are by yourself then it's such a good way just to like be surrounded by 
people who end up being really good mates. Um, and like, it's also great as like a little taster as well. Like you get a really good sense of some of the countries and then you can then go back and, yeah, exactly you know, you, right. you sort of get the travel bug and you're like, okay, well I've got to go back here and to this place or this place. Um, but yeah, they, they pack in a lot to those yeah, trips and they're so the full on. Yeah. yeah. And like the Europe ones as well, are like known for being the big party ones. So, you know, you're out late and then you're, probably up early because you're on a bus or something and so you feel pretty dead like kind of the whole time you finish the trip and you're like holy shit what just happened i was gonna say because i've spoken (laughs) to some other people and they say in the contiki like they enjoy it so much fun of course but then like again you go out every night and it's like oh i want one night to rest you know i don't want to really drink then it's like I can't not yeah, drink because I'm in Amsterdam or something. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's not like every day you're every there. Every place that they go to, it's like, oh, I've got to go out here. I've got to experience yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So you get major FOMO. But, exactly. um, but yeah, no, definitely pros and cons to, to both. I know like some people, like I had a, a friend of mine who was recently just over in Europe, did a did a Kentucky and then um, also like traveled around a little bit by – or with herself and one of her friends. Um, and, yeah, they did their own thing afterwards, which is also, like, something that you could do. Um, but I feel like Kentucky is one of those things. You've got to experience it, like, at yeah. some point in your life. It's it, They're great fun. Um, but, yeah, I think I – I don't know. It's a little bit – foot and mouth because I actually I am doing a Kentucky um like a sail Croatia thing on this trip that I'm about to go on <laughs> um but uh, what am I doing with my life <laughs> uh, I know like honestly like screw you yeah. just come yeah. come over with me yeah, 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 <laughs> who yeah. needs a degree Literally. um but yeah so we're, we're doing that because the way that the, sort of like the sail Croatias and things work you kind of have to do it through a tour company but the rest of it I'll be it's all just sort of planned by myself and you know gonna do my own thing um with my friends as well obviously but um but yeah I think sort of being able to spend as much time in places as you want and having the flexibility as well to you know go somewhere and be like oh you know what this place is sick like I want to stay for longer or going somewhere and being like oh this is actually not that great I want to kind of get out of here as soon as I can um having the flexibility to do that's really really good too that's really good yeah and what was um? How was the difference between like the South America compared to like Europe? Um, how was that in terms of like the tours? Yeah, or? just like the tours and just like the culture. Like again, your parents saying like, "Oh, we don't want you to be kind of by yeah. yourself in South America." Like, was it as you thought it would be, South America? Or? Yeah, it was. Like, I I had really great experiences there, um, and I was lucky as well. Like in previous places on my gap year I met people who lived there and so I was able to then stay with them I did did the sneaky yep met five months ago (laughs) what up I'm here can I say (laughs) thanks um did that a few times which is great um but yeah no I was I was really fortunate in terms of um yeah like the whole safety thing there I didn't really have any issues there was one instance though I took a bus again me being a cheapskate took a bus from Peru to Bolivia to then get a flight to Argentina because the flight from Bolivia to Argentina was like $500 cheaper than if I went from Peru to Argentina. But on this bus trip, um, we got pulled aside because they were having riots on the roads and they had like fires and things all set up and they were like, throwing rocks around and everything and um, I was a little worried that my shit was going to get stolen because you hear a lot about it they pull this like these buses aside and there's tourists on them so they then raid the buses and take everyone's crap um but luckily that did not happen we were just pulled aside for like five hours so then I missed my connecting bus so then I had to fork out more money for another bus so didn't end up really working out that well but anyway um, crazy stories man that was probably like the only time where I was like holy shit what do I do? What do yeah. I do? But um, I had met someone like on the bus who we kind of like buddied up together and he was like older and English speaking and everything. And so he was like, no, nah, like we're fine. Like just stick with me. It's going to be okay. That's so nice. So yeah, I, yeah, it was all good and got to where I needed to go. Um, so that, that was probably the only time I was like, hmm, something could kind of go wrong here, but yeah. I think it's going to be okay. Um, kind of, I guess the adrenaline kind of kicks in because you can't just call your parents there on the other side no, of the well, world. No, literally, so you and ch- yeah, like didn't have any just... internet or anything anyway either. Um, although yeah. the guy that I was with, he actually, I think he did have like a little SIM 
thing. So, but I, I don't think we had any reception where we were pulled aside because it was just a random road. So, yeah. but um, anyway, it ended up being fine. So yeah, it's all good, mum and dad. Uh, she's <laughs> all here, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual tours, um, so one of the the main things that I wanted to do when I was in uh, South America was go to Machu Picchu and do the mom Inca talks Trail. About it all the time. Yeah, oh, that'd it's be amazing. Incredible. Yeah. So cool. So one of the tours I did was just you know for the Inca Trail. So that wasn't like a big party one or anything yeah, it was yeah. very much just hiking uh, which was sick loved it um so that was that was just normal and then i did one that was argentina and brazil um and that was yeah like it was definitely nowhere near as crazy as the european ones um like we went out on like a fair few of the nights um but god like south america i swear they just they live lo- nocturnally like you <laughs> rock up at, no nocturnals in south america like, they just live for the night like, yeah. like the clubs would be empty until about 2 or 3 a.m and then everyone rocks up really and so we like got to this place it was like one and i was like i was ready to go to bed like i was so tired but like it, it was dead like there was no one there so we just waited until it sort of like people ended up rocking up because I don't I actually don't think they opened until one that's crazy because um, we kind of I think we must have gotten there like just before one and they were like oh we're not actually open yet and we we're like oh okay like so we just waited and then went in but yeah and it was dead until yeah about like three um so yeah that was very very different sort of experience and they all like eat their dinners at like nine o'clock as well yeah, it's, like, all, that's it's all like so late yeah nine o'clock um, but they have their little siestas during the day which i want to say i'm a big advocate for <laughs> i was like we should have siestas and have a midday nap like that's a great idea um, <laughs> i benefit everyone involved oh literally but yeah so that was a bit more of like a party one um compared to like the inca trail but it was still pretty low-key um pretty chill um, and then the New New Zealand one, I, again, like, cause, I don't know, New Zealand was a bit like adventure because you go to like Queenstown, you do like all the fun stuff yeah. there and whatever. And so it's still like lots of activities and stuff and not so much for the partying, but there was, there was still like a lot of partying and whatnot on it. Um, but yeah, but I, by that stage I was very low on money, so I couldn't really afford yeah. like alcohol or anything anyway. So I yeah. was just, you know, I was there for the activities and because that's what I'd prioritize my money for. Oh, for sure, um, exactly. So so yeah, I haven't haven't done a European Kentucky yet, so I can't really speak yet. too much to it. But um, but yeah, I think from what I've heard, like the European ones get pretty wild. Yeah. My ones weren't that bad. Yeah, that looks pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, um, really good. As well, what would you give for like an 18-year-old fresh out of school who wants to go to get on a gap year? What like tips would you give? Oh, it's more gives or advice. Save more money. <laughs> yeah, just save, save, just save. have a lot of money. Um, no, probably, um, it, but, but, I mean, budgeting would be definitely one thing um, and sorting out what your priorities are for the trip in terms of like, hey, do you want to be more like activity like focused or do you want to spend a bit more coin on like nicer accommodation and or like food maybe like you're a real big foodie and that's what you want to do um so yeah kind of like having ideas about where you want to spend your money and whatnot um would be one thing and then just kind of like uh, general sort of tips like just be super open-minded um and like it's terrifying but just just talk to people like just strike yeah. up conversation and it, it's hard for me to say that because everyone would tell me that as well and I was like no I can't do it I can't do it mm-hmm. um and it took me so long before I did do it but yeah like most people are kind of in the same boat as you and they're probably just as scared to strike up conversations exactly. too so um yeah it honestly is like part of the traveling experience is where you go but so much of it is like the people you meet and like the things that you do with people it's like a lot of my memories and like a lot of the places that I went to that are my favorite spots. It's, it's because of who I met there and who I traveled with. Um, like when I was in America, I went to California and stayed at a really cool hostel where I, I met two girls and then we traveled together for the rest of my time when I was in California. Wow. Um, and it was the best, like so good. And I still keep in contact with the girls and I'm hoping to catch up with one of them when I when I head off for this trip. Um, That's amazing. That would have never happened if you didn't go out of your comfort zone. Absolutely not, yeah. And like hostels are really great too because a lot of the time they'll have events and things on, like they'll have like a pub crawl or like 
I think when I, I met these girls, like it was like a taco Tuesday thing and we went to a taco place and then they had like a volleyball competition like the next day and we went and did that and we just hung out the rest of the time um, and like met a bunch of other, like I met the two people I stayed with in South America, I met at this hostel as well. Oh, awesome. Um, so yeah, like it's just, yeah, like the people that you meet um, make the trip so incredible um so if you can just kind of like take that step out of your comfort zone and just strike up conversations yeah you just you never know what's gonna happen so that would be the big tip that's amazing trip of a lifetime oh yeah (laughs) last two questions to finish off we ask every person that comes on to the show to finish off yeah so what is one lesson that you'll want to leave behind before you pass away and what's one thing on your bucket list you want to tick off? Well, I assume you would have ticked off a lot of things on your bucket <laughs> list by the sounds of it. Gee whiz. Oh, that is a good question. A lesson <laughs> that I want to leave behind. I think. Use Skyscanner. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Don't be a cheap use, scan. <laughs> no, yeah, use Skyscanner, everyone. Honestly, it'll make your life easier. <laughs> um, no, a lesson that I want to leave behind. I think it just come, comes down to being really curious about things and um yeah like stepping out of your comfort zone and being open-minded about stuff but but yeah curiosity it's it's an amazing thing and it can lead to some really awesome experiences so yeah just yeah get curious about stuff go and experience things that you don't think that you would and yeah you never know what's what's gonna come from it um so yeah that would probably be my lesson i leave behind awesome um bucket list item I want to do the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail. Oh, I haven't heard of that. It's uh, it's a through hike. It starts at the border um, border of Mexico and America, and it goes to the border of America and Canada. So it's the whole length. Wow. Um, of the country, and oh, it's how just long is that? It takes you know? most people, I think, four to five months. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's a yeah massive through hike, um, and yeah, it's along the the west coast. So you go up through like California and um, Oregon and Washington. I think are the the three states. There might be another one it goes through, but um, but yeah. So it's it's a huge a huge trek. But I really want to do that one yeah. day before I die. That is beautiful. So, awesome. Yeah. Good. Uh, so before we finish up, Cass, do you want to plug your socials if people want to follow your journey <laughs> on Instagram? Yeah, follow my European adventures yeah. over the next couple of months. Um, <laughs> I'm not massive on social media, <laughs> but it's uh, at Cassie.schnars if you want to give me yeah, a follow. there we go. You're following going up after this. <laughs> Literally. No, I could speak for ages, Cass, about your journey. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure no people problem. were so interested listening to what you have to say and yeah, maybe come on again in the future and hope you enjoy your trip. Yeah, I'll be able to get, give you some more knowledge about the European yeah, Kentikis next time. Yeah, exactly on. right. And how Abu Dhabi was with the yeah, Formula oh, One. Oh, dude, I'm so ready. Like, I've got my Red Bull hat ready oh, to Red go. Bull, like, go. I'm, I'm all over it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cass. No problem. Thank you. Wow, you made it to the end. Great stuff, guys. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join me. Make sure you rate and follow the show, as well as follow Life's Teachers on Instagram and TikTok. I hope you learned something new and had fun along the way. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys.